0: Welcome to the Market Emotion Motion Podcast for Financial Advisors, presented by FMG Suite. Listen to interviews with the movers, shakers, geniuses, and innovators of the financial advisory world. Visit fmgsuite.com to discover more great resources and products to transform you into an extraordinary marketer and grow your advisory. And now, without further delay, the Market Emotion Motion Podcast for Financial Advisors. Hi, everyone. Mike Woods here, one of the founding members of FMG Suite. Welcome to the Market in Motion Podcast for Financial Advisors presented by FMG Suite. Today, I'm excited to be speaking with Kate Holmes, who's the CEO and founder of Innovating Advice. If you want to look good on video, Innovating Advice is the place for you. If you want to learn how to create a podcast, Innovating Advice is the place. First thing I want you to do is check out Kate's website. I've worked with hundreds of reps on their websites, and I did a double take on this site. It's simple. It's sleek and it includes so many ways to interact with innovating advice. Compare your site to Kate's and see how it stacks up, and look for ideas on how to improve your site. Here's an interesting tidbit that comes up in the podcast. Kate has worked with financial professionals in more than 50 countries, so she offers a unique perspective on how business gets conducted throughout the world. If you want to know how financial professionals in Bulgaria work, Kate has the answer for you. Kate and I also talk about the secrets to a great video, because video is no longer a nice-to-have, it's a must-have on your website. Kate's advice, just start. Don't overthink it if you haven't started. The best way to get going is to just start. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Spread the word. Kate, it's great having you on the podcast today.
1: It is great to be here, Mike. Thank you for having me.
0: Hey, KK, can you give us a quick intro about yourself and about innovating advice so everybody uh, can get a good uh, common understanding?
1: Yeah, happily. So one thing to know about me is I have always been a bit of a con- contrarian. So if everyone is doing something one way, I have always had a tendency to go the other way. So as can you, you pick mentioned- stocks been...
0: for me? Can you pick stocks for me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I suppose what everybody's doing, I don't know, do the opposite. So uh, right, there it you go. to work out. <laughs> I came into this profession, you mentioned, 15 years ago. I actually came in as my mother's retirement plan for her RIA. So I had a you know very nice future set up for me. It was a very successful business. But in all honesty, it just didn't make sense to me. And I was there for eight years. I became the COO. I love the operational side of things. But just from a perspective of the clients and thinking about how it was done. It was just assets under management, just doing investment planning. And I had this epiphany. I was actually getting on the freeway in Seattle one day. And I was like, you know, I think I need to create the business that I would want to work with if I was a client. And so in early 2013, created a totally virtual monthly retainer business, no assets under management because traveling has always been my thing. I love traveling around the world. I got my degree in photography in Australia. And I just found that once I really embraced sort of my own thinking and even when everyone around me was saying, oh, you can't do that and that's not going to work and you're going to fail, that actually drove me to be like, all right. Oh, I'm yeah, going to show them. Those word. are fight words.
0: Yeah. Those are, Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You're like,
1: all right, I'm like, keep going, keep going, bring it on. And that kind of got me some attention, even internationally. And I pretty quickly pivoted into speaking consulting all over the world and ended up winding up my own business because I realized, kind of thinking forward, I was like, I think I can actually make a bigger dent in the profession working with other advisors and planners rather than with clients. So I've had the joy of traveling and working with advisors and planners in 35 countries. I've now been to over 50 countries, so it's been very hard not to travel for the last year.
0: I bet, And
1: yeah. that's a pretty unique perspective. So I started innovating advice to bring those conversations and that knowledge sharing from all over the world to together. And as you mentioned, I do that through the podcast with guests from all over the world. And I'm committed to having 50% of my guests be women and doing consulting and helping advisors embrace video and themselves through that authenticity. And now with the brand new IA community.
0: Boy, Kate, I tell you, I've done this podcast a lot. I've talked to a lot of financial advisors, a lot of uh, coaches for financial advisors. And you are one of the, I think you're the only one that can say you've talked to advisors in Fifty different countries. I mean, that that's remarkable just to understand the challenges and struggles from uh, different countries' perspectives.
1: Well, and that's what so much of it is. I kept having the same conversations, whether I was in South Africa or in Germany or Russia, Bulgaria, you name it. And it was fascinating because everybody, first of all, kept saying, oh, well, how does the U.S. do it? because everything is more mature in the US. And it was so funny. I was like, ah, uh, you know, we've kind of got a long ways to go on a lot of different <laughs> things, you know, but it's got this perception that we've got everything figured out. And a lot of them almost as a collective have their own imposter syndrome. And I always use South Africa as an example, because there is an amazing community. I've been there many times and an incredible place but they kind of think, and I think also because they are geographically separated, uh-huh. they're like, oh, you know, we're not far enough ahead. And I was like, but you are. And so I was like, I need to start this podcast and give these people a voice on this global platform because there's so much good stuff happening everywhere. And the fascinating thing is, even though people don't seem to know it, all around the world, everyone is actually on parallel tracks of moving the profession forward and how they're evolving.
0: Gotcha. Fascinating. Well, good stuff. Well, I hope you, I hope you're able to, l- l- please layer that stuff in as we go through uh, some of the questions. Just about it. we're going to talk a little bit about video and talk about how it's done in other countries. Because I think that that's a that's a huge perspective, an interesting perspective to give uh, the people that are listening. Yeah. Well, but the first thing I wanted to talk to our listeners about is I want them to open a browser and check out your website. It's innovatingadvice.com. So if you're at a browser, it's innovatingadvice.com. If you're listening to this in your car or something, uh, 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 don't pull over. Uh, uh, Just (laughs) listen to it later. (laughs) Innovatingadvice.com. I got to tell you, when I first clicked on this site, my first impression was this is different, uh, which is an important reaction if the word innovation is part of your firm name. But, Kate, I tell you, I've seen hundreds of sites, thousands of sites that advisors have put together, that uh, coaches have put together, and your site had a completely different look and feel when I came to it. A couple of things that I want listeners to notice about the website. First, it's easy to interact with, Kate. There's when I come to the site, there's several opportunities for me to interact. I think, uh, you know, when you look at advisors websites, sometimes people get there, they don't know what to do. They don't know how to, they don't know how to, uh, move forward with anything. Uh, second, I think it's, uh, uh, it's easy to get a quick first impression. There you are staring at me. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at your website right now. And I think that, you know, the power of video we're going to talk about, but you know, I think your website really captures it well. And, um, the the one other thing i wanted to notice people to notice is you have an innovating advice show and it's above the the fold of actually the the top on us on the screen when people open it up and that's offering advisors advice where they can get information so you're offering something education is easy to access so i've got to ask you so with all that great introduction to the website i want to first ask you what inspired you to create that website? How did you kind of, how did you hit the ball out of the park on that one? It's so simple, it's sleek and it includes so many different ways to interact. What, uh, what was your driving force? (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, thank you, Mike. That was a, a whole lot of kind words and I really appreciate it. I actually almost hilariously have been known to change my website every eight weeks. I actually, every website I've ever had, I have created it all entirely myself. And I think that kind of harkens back to getting that degree in photography. It's my way to still use the creative side of my brain. And as I was creating innovating advice and going through 2020, I kept being like, oh, I don't really know. I didn't have a clear direction, honestly. And I finally got... Clear branding, I got some brand guidelines, and it's continuing that theme of doing things differently. And I want to be the example that I want to see. And so, whether it was starting a completely different business, what, like eight years ago, or doing the website this way, I just want to look at things and go, okay, everybody's doing it that way. How can we do something a little different? And so, like the other websites, I created that whole thing from scratch, the videos and everything. I did it all in one weekend just across a Saturday and Sunday, had a lot of fun with it, but it was looking at other things and I was like, like you said, you go to other advisor websites and you're like, what do I do with this and who's involved and who are these people? And you know, we tend to sometimes forget about the value of the human element and we forget that everybody At the end of the day, we are all on the same level playing field. We're all human. Right. And we think we have to, you know, put on these masks or be different people or have this professional feel. But I was like, whether you have a billion dollars or $30, we all want to connect with people.
0: Uh, very true. You know, I was working with one of uh, the writers at FMG today, and walk, working with them on one of their articles, and and bringing in that human element, making it very tangible, so that somebody can relate to it. And I think as somebody comes to this website, it's very it's very easy to know what to do. It kind of encourages you to pull down. So, um, I, I think. As you think about this website, as you think about uh, financial advisors who uh, the majority of the time will come to a website provider like FMG Suite or another one in the industry 20 over 10, which is now an FMG Suite company, and they're given a website. Do you have any kind of like high level pointers of what they should think about as they're putting this together? I mean, boy, it sounds like you've built <laughs> enough websites to have a few pointers.
1: <laughs> yeah. yes, definitely. Um, video I would say video. if there's one thing you do it's have video and I know we're going to chat about that more in a minute mm-hmm. but like you said, that brings you in instantly. Doesn't it? it really does.
0: It really does. Yeah. I mean, it's uh I when I pull it up, it it it's the, your your video just starts talking to me, so I have I have no choice but to listen to it. <laughs> and it, it really it's 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 remarkably simple, but for an advisor, it's something that they should look at and go, huh, I want to do that. Uh yeah. because it uh it uh, you know it it starts it immediately starts to build that rapport and demonstrate that integrity and um it 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 really does give people a great feeling about the site. So
1: Yeah, and the the second thing I would say is, and you mentioned it, the simplicity. And, you know, going to sites, I mean, I I do it when I'm working with advisors. And they're like, oh, hey, you know, I want to talk to you about attracting more of my ideal clients. And I go to their website and I'm like, well, it says you work basically with people that breathe and are alive and have some money. They have have like 10 different categories of who they specialize in working with. You know, that's not simple. That creates confusion. I'm like, so do you specialize in my area? Do you not? So whether it's through the navigation or, you know, having enough white space and some imagery, a lot of people are very visual. Just keeping it simple and not overwhelming people because if you give them too many options, they're generally going to take
0: no action. Gotcha okay. Good advice, good stuff on the website. All right all right let's switch gears Let's switch gears Let's get kind of to the into the good stuff on the podcast. I wanted to talk to you about uh, uh, innovating advice and kind of really what drove you to create that uh, new independent advisor community what was the what was the real kind of guiding force on that?
1: Yeah. You know, Mike, have you ever had one of those experiences, whether it's a movie you go see, somewhere you go travel to, a great show since we're all still in lockdown, and you're like, I have to tell everybody about this. Absolutely. Right? You're like, I want to share this. I want other people to experience this. That is where the new IA community came from. and this is definitely a theme all about doing things differently. It's about making a real dent in the profession, but having a ton of fun doing it. So coming into 2021, I kind of spent Q4 of 2020. I was like, all right, what do I want to focus on going forward? And I was like, I want to do things that really make a difference, work with amazing forward-thinking people, and have a lot of fun because there's so much seriousness in this profession and you know people that are in the trenches every day with clients and you know it's been a wild year and there's a lot of emotions it's it's a lot it's a lot to take in so it's like how can we have a lot of fun and make a difference so the IA community is all about doing things that you will not see anywhere else so some examples of that for our founding members and this actually just launched yesterday so ah. found, founding members that join by uh, February 19th. So hopefully the this podcast will air by then. Oh, um, sure.
0: Yeah, get, definitely.
1: <laughs> wonderful. Get access to a free international speaker and influencer program. So people are like, hey, I'd like to break onto the speaking circuit. How do I do that? There's a free program that we're putting people through, which is incredible. It includes a former Hollywood actor, Dominic Colenzo, some amazing people. And of all those founding members, we are really trying to change the face of conferences. And we're actually gonna select 30 people with a huge focus and dedication to gender and racial diversity. And we're actually gonna have them speak at a, a US portion of a global conference in June.
0: Fascinating. Awesome. So we
1: we talk about some of these challenges, you know, and there's certain things we can do and different people can try to break in, but then you step back and you're like, okay, but what can we actually do about this? And so we're like, Well, let's actually just change the conversation and create a new conference and have it be that diversity that we need to see and give those people a voice and people that haven't been on the speaking circuit. We're also going to come together in the community sometime this year and write a book in a day, which we did with our sister community in the UK a few months ago, and it's incredible. And it will be a properly published book so that everybody participating will have a proper author credit We've got loads of 30-day challenges. We've got one coming up in March on video creation. We've got one on financial coaching, operations, financial literacy, marketing. We even we just announced yesterday we're launching a financial planning late show next month. <laughs> nice. <laughs>
0: right. Why not? Why not? Why
1: not? Why not? Yeah, it's all these things that you're like, I wouldn't even think of doing that and just bringing this additional creativity. And it's actually, it's all about inclusion. So you don't even have to be an independent advisor. It's open to all advisors and support staff, regardless of what your you know business structure is, compensation fees. It's about that mindset and making sure that we aren't all just in an echo chamber of this is how to do things. And that's that's what I learned from being around the world. It's like, no, let's all talk and come with that open mind. And as long as you've got the right head and heart in this profession and wanting to do the right thing, there's room for everybody and you know, all different models.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I was on, wondering why Jimmy Fallon's ratings were down, and now I know why, because you're coming out with a <laughs> late night show. I'm coming for him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, another big part of your business, too, and I wanted to touch on is uh, the consulting side, where you'll work with independent uh, reps. And I wanted to kind of have you kind of put together what, what – What are the, what are the, when a, when an advisor comes to you, what, what are they really, what's their, what's their biggest need? What's their biggest cause? What's their, what's their, well, I guess uh, what's their biggest need? What's their, what's their cause for help?
1: I'd say if we kind of look at it in themes, it would definitely be a lot around being overwhelmed, having analysis paralysis, Mm. having that imposter syndrome. It can be around not having clear service models. So you find that you just start taking on. Anyone and undercharging and over delivering. So a lot of it gets back to i mean if we if we brought it back to one thing it's it's sort of a confidence thing
0: mm, interesting interesting it you know you, you'd, um that kind of gets back a little bit to what you were talking about with the website where it appears that uh, you know reps are sometimes afraid to adopt such a strong branding that that targets them towards a specific either demographic or certain uh types of uh, different industries um, it, it, it when you say you know, when you when you talk about having the service model that can get confusing um I'm sure that that partially drives it, where when people come to a website, they go, well, this person can work with me, but they, um, they really might be more attuned to working with an engineer or a teacher, and, mm-hmm. and, and you're just not the right type of person for them.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, again, that just, that comes back to, do you know who you are and are you really being your authentic self? And I can say, hands down, and I've gone through a few iterations of this in my life. And every time I've come back to being like, no, this is who I am. I'm going to do things that bring me joy where I know that I am helping people. That is when the best things in life can happen. And I've also been on that side, started multiple of my own businesses where you're like, okay, you know, I need to make money. I'm going to take on this client and it's never worth it. So just getting really, really honest with yourself about who you are, who you can serve, what do you like doing, and then putting that out into the world. And that's, you know, where video comes in, just be yourself. And you're going to attract so many people that are attracted to that. And it's perfectly fine to not attract the people that aren't. They are the right fit for somebody else.
0: Right. Yeah, I think that's the way you have to look at it. You know, you you also talked about being overwhelmed, but I can't tell you how often that comes up where um, one of the more recent podcasts I did, I, I was talking to uh, an industry expert who was discussing um, how to decide when to um, allow somebody else to do the paperwork, allow somebody else to do things. The the business owners sometimes are, are so very controlling that it's hard for them to peel this stuff off and then they get that overwhelmed feeling.
1: Yeah, hands down. And that, that's why I love the operational side so often because I'm like, I always look at what is overwhelming you? Where are you getting stuck? How can we put in systems and processes to make this easier both for you and for clients while adding that human touch? it's taking that moment to step back from it and go, okay, if something's overwhelming me, overwhelming me, or I keep getting stuck somewhere, let's pause and look at that a different way.
0: Yeah. I think the, you know, the, um, one of the themes that, um, as we, as we're coming through this pandemic, it, it gave financial advisors really that uh, get out of jail free card where they could, uh, if they were behind in technology, they had the, the perfect excuse last year to, to go through that wave of technological improvements, to put forms and data gathering material online. Do you find that comes into play uh, too?
1: Oh, absolutely. And I did a a global survey with a colleague of mine in South Africa. We did it in uh, April or May just asking advisors all over the world, you know, how are you operating? How is your business going during the pandemic? And it was fascinating. Something like 46% of advisors answered that they either, you know, were operating at less than full capacity or they were seriously struggling to operate at all. And I was just like, oh, that number is way, way larger than it should be and had lots of conversations with advisors all over and it was it was consistent. I mean, it doesn't matter what continent you're on. It was pretty equally split between the people that just so resisted evolving their business and really, really struggled when this hit and the people that did build agile businesses. And I've had so many conversations with advisors around the world that have had incredible years. I mean, I, I feel like I've heard from more advisors that are like, I'm taking on more clients than I can handle and my business is growing faster than it ever has all during the pandemic. So that just highlights the importance of continuing to step back from working in the business and looking at things, like you said, should I have somebody else fill out this form? Well, another way to think about it is what is actually in the client's best interest?
0: Because the client's best
1: interest isn't that you as the advisor or owner are doing things like that. The client's best interest is that you're stepping back and looking at the business as a whole and saying, is this able to operate if something like a global pandemic hits? Can we continue to properly service our clients?
0: Right, and you know, if an advisor is listening to this, thinking, "Boy, I've missed the window," uh, I would say, "Boy, that window's still wide open. Uh, there, there's, you know, there's really no end in sight, and there's, there's no reason to believe there won't be a, another type of event like this in the future."
1: Yeah, absolutely. And like everything, it's never too late. You know, anything you look at, people might think, oh, I've had my website for so long. It's too late to change it now. Or my branding or my service models, whatever it is, it is never, ever too late.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. Good to know. All right. So here I wanted to, I want to touch on video because we've talked about it a couple of different times. Video, uh, well, certainly when FMG uh, started back in 2010, 2011, Video was really a cottage industry and and few advisors touched it. They didn't know how to do it. Um, Fast forward a few years and one pandemic and now video is front and center. Uh, What should advisors keep in mind when they're doing the video and, and, you know, touch on the type of equipment, editing, how about compliance and, you know, even simple stuff like backgrounds, uh, which have become people have become much more creative with backgrounds in the past few months.
1: Right. (laughs) Some for the better, some not for the better. That's (laughs) right. Entertaining to watch. You know, like everything, most advisors that come into this profession aren't thinking, hey, I want to be on video. You know, that's not usually the driving force. So when you start anything new, you are very likely not going to be great at it from the beginning. So just know you don't have to be a wonderful personality on video. So just start. That's the big thing. Gotcha. And I've been teaching, a colleague and I started a video creation masterclass, and it's been fascinating to see the power of doing something new like this within a group. So even if you get a few of your colleagues together in your office or some of your friends in a you know virtual setting, like anything new, if you just start and then get feedback from other people that can be huge because we are so hard on ourselves it's amazing right everybody gets in their own head and they're like oh i had a hair out of place or there was (laughs) a kid in the background or whatever but again going back to that human thing authenticity wins so if you think about you know creating a script or something i say try not to do it you all have thousands and thousands of videos in your head And once you start doing a few of them, you'll realize you have endless content because there are questions you get from clients all the time. There are questions you've answered the same way hundreds of times. Every one of those is a video. So keep it short and sweet and don't get overwhelmed with technology. You can absolutely use what you have. iPhones are amazing or Androids or whatever. All of these smartphones, remember my degrees in photography, the smartphones we have now have way better cameras than I ever had when I was in school.
0: Right, right, else yeah. yeah, the uh, it's it's amazing what you can do with your iPhone,
1: yeah, and
0: uh, how it can upload video right away, and it's ah uh, it's pretty instantaneous.
1: It's instant. It's authentic. It's, you know, you asked about backgrounds. It's super fun to go outside. You know, we tend to get in our own heads if we're sitting at our desk or in our office environment or home office environment, right? Cause you like have that mental mask on of like, okay, I'm thinking very seriously and professionally and you can just get in your head. So If you go outside and have a change of scenery, try not to have harsh lighting or anything, maybe an overcast day. And you know, that just helps you think a bit more clear. And go for a walk. Just go walk somewhere for ten minutes, and I can almost guarantee you, I'll have something pop into your head. That you're like, "Oh yeah, clients keep asking about that." Fantastic. Mm. Go sit, sit on a park bench, record a sixty second video. Don't blab on for ten minutes. People don't have that attention span.
0: Right, right. You know, I I was doing a uh, a, a webinar the other day, and uh, my dog started to bark. Yeah. And I apologize profusely, but, you know, it turned out to be one of the highlights of the webinar for people. Yeah. They all got a kick out of the fact because they all have dogs that bark. Right. And they're all working from home. And all dogs bark when the front door rings. It's not just my dogs. <laughs> it's, it's everybody. It's <laughs> so, so it does It does add that human element. You know, I wanted to touch on, as, as, now if you're a registered rep and you're working with compliance, you're going to have a little more restriction on, you're going to need to file a script with your compliance, get it approved. But then I think what you're suggesting, Kate, is really to have that script, but 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 be comfortable delivering it.
1: And I would also chat with compliance and see if you could, instead of submitting the script, submit the video.
0: Ah, okay. All because right.
1: if you can do, and really, something like 56% of videos watched on the internet are under two minutes. That's a pretty good amount of, you know, attention span that people have. So if you can just keep practicing and get your message down short and sweet, then that's a two minute video you can submit to compliance and that'll allow you to be more of your authentic self because people can tell if you're just reading a script, it's not exciting and people will tune out a lot faster, which kind of defeats the point of doing it.
0: Right. Right, I would agree, and uh, um, you know, as as a compliance officer myself, I think you know if uh, uh, people they they if if they if they're if they do these and if they're comfortable with them and they kind of know what to avoid, uh, you know, sometimes a post review will work. Sometimes you have to do the pre review to get to the post review. But yeah. I, I definitely uh, uh, can speak for all compliance officers and say, call them and ask them what they would like you to do uh, yep. to interact with them because they're, they're not going to, they're, they're there not to make your life harder, believe it or not. They're there to make it, they're there to make it better. Um, all right. So let's end the podcast with a question. On podcasts, yeah, Uh, that's an area I think that uh, advisors are intrigued by, and they would like to do a little more with it. Uh, They'd like to start podcasts, but they really don't know where to begin. Kind of with, uh, you know, again, how they work with compliance, building a consistency, getting an audience, inviting guests. Uh, What, what are, what's some of the secret sauce for putting a podcast together?
1: yeah and this gets back to that overwhelm and analysis paralysis and this is something i've worked with a lot of advisors on over over the year i say if you're doing online courses or reading books or anything just stop and just take the very next step i have been podcasting for over a year now and i honestly have one sixty dollar audio technica atr 2100 microphone that i got off amazon and that's just about all you need so don't overthink it and you can always improve as you go. So just get started. And I started thinking, oh, I have to have six episodes in the can and release them all at once. And I did, but I don't know if that benefited me. That just put a lot of pressure on myself and people don't necessarily have time to sit down and listen to all that. Sure. So start slow, start easy. Just do one thing after the other. You don't have to buy a bunch of expensive equipment, but be consistent. That is important. Right. So right. if you say, hey, every... Wednesday at 10 a.m., I'm going to release an episode. Try to get a few weeks ahead so that you know you've always got that going. And the audience will come in time. People are finding podcasts faster than ever. And if you don't have that huge audience in the beginning, that actually gives you some breathing room to find your voice and not have this pressure of like, it has to be perfect because I have a thousand people listening. You know, you just get used to it over time. And, you know, in terms of inviting guests, I. Right. Don't think I've had a single person say no. I mean, people are delighted to be asked to be guests. and that just makes for a really fun conversation. and you get to highlight your own skills and passions and opinions and expertise.
0: Gotcha, you know, and I, 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 what you were saying about getting a few ahead, kind of gives you the flexibility to react to different things. Um, That if you have a couple of podcasts in the can, for example, nobody ever anticipated the whole GameStop situation coming on in the last couple of weeks. So if you have a couple of podcasts in the can, you might hold them for a little bit and do one on GameStop and give people a perspective on what's going on there because news, events, things keep evolving and Boy, there tends to be a lot of interest very quickly in some of these things. That uh, that GameStop whole thing caught, uh, captured the nation's attention for a few days. Now That was
1: absolutely wild.
0: Now, yeah, now poof, it's gone. And, <laughs> uh, you know, it uh, it it almost sunk a couple of broker-dealers. It almost, you know, up into the U.S. financial system in, in some ways. But uh, poof, it's gone. Yeah. One week later. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we, uh, FMG was writing, you um, Uh, these uh, timely letters that uh, advisors could communicate on that because that's that's what people wanted to hear about at that time and um, there's that there's that timeless and also that timely element to the podcast
1: yeah there is and that's that's such a key part and you know so In terms of working with compliance, I mean, talk with them and see what is the quickest turnaround that they can get to you to review your podcast, because you want to make sure that you can respond to that. And again, with scripting, just make yourself three or four bullet points, but talk from the heart, because that's what people want to hear. And they want to hear what is your take on it? compliantly, of course, but getting that information out as quickly as possible. You can do it as bonus episodes and people are going to see that. Your audience is going to go, okay, they're not only giving me regular great content that's providing value, but they're on top of it and giving me bonus episodes when something super important like the GameStop stuff happens.
0: Right. All right. So final question on podcasts. We went about 30, 31 minutes here. Yes. Uh, if an advisor is just starting this, is it is, is there a sweet spot as far as time for a podcast?
1: You know, this has been a, a topic that keeps coming up lately, and I think it depends on your audience. My podcast is a max of 40 minutes because that's kind of where my own attention span goes out. But sure. start short and sweet. I mean, I think 30 minutes is great. You know, people are used to 30 minutes. Don't try to go for an hour because that can that can make it just kind of drag on, and it's, it's such a powerful thing to go for simplicity. Whether we're doing it in videos or in podcasts or on our website, when you start to do that in one area, you find the power of simplicity. Don't write more words than you need. Don't say more words than you need. Just try to get the message across short and sweet and effectively.
0: Boy, music to my journalism professor's ears <laughs> from years ago. They would love that concept. Kate, I can't thank you enough for joining us on the podcast today. A lot of great stuff.
1: Mike, this was my pleasure. Thank
0: you. All right, listeners. Well, thanks for attending the Market in Motion podcast, and we'll be on the air next time. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Market Emotion Motion podcast for financial advisors. If you found this episode informative, please share with your peers and colleagues. Visit fmgsuite.com to discover more great resources and products to transform you into an extraordinary marketer and grow your advisory. Subscribe and get updates delivered right to your inbox.